And leave it to millennials, by the way, to uh, not understand how a show works. Evan, George, Jamila, not here. It's Joe and Laurie. This is the Rumor Mill. I know you're used to the young crew that we usually have here during the rumor mill. Even though, Lori, I think you're around the same age as Jamila. I don't know if that Jamila would like hearing that. (laughs) (laughs) But everyone should know, uh, I text with Evan. You know what's so funny is I was just sending Evan a text message, just like a... I, I, I don't know why I did this. I never do this. I just I just wrote, oh, we're all set for the rumor mill, right? And he goes, what are you talking about? And I go, the rumor mill that we do every Monday? And he goes, no, last week was the last episode. And I go, no, this week is the last episode. You're talking about your thoughts in the finale. He goes, no. And then I showed him the receipts, Lori, where I said, next week's the last episode. And he goes, oh, we all thought it was this last week was the last one. Anyway, then he goes... Uh, I talked to Jamila and George. They can't make it. I was like, okay, fine. Lori and I will do it, right? Jamila is in the chat room. Well, why isn't she joining? Lori, how old are you? 33. Oh, yeah, you're on the same age as Jamila. Again, I I feel like that's offensive to Jamila. We need to stop being offensive. Why is Jamila? You know what? We'll, I just we'll, looked it up, and millennials are night from 1981 to 1996. Did you know that? Yeah, I did know that. that but what's is funny is they're calling they, they call like the early 80s kids Xennials or That's, Generation Y. Looks like yeah. Um, but um, anyway, Laura, this is the rumor. This is where we're going to talk about all the rumors, tea, and speculation. But you know, we try and stay away from the. Um, from the rumors about RuPaul's Drag Race. So we're actually going to talk about rumors, tea, and speculation about our lives, what's in the news. Maybe we, because, you know, you and I were talking and we have some music-related ones, right? About T.I. and about um, uh, 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 Tyler, the That's creator. That's what we were going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gay guy, gay rappers. Oh, yeah, bi- you were talking about bisexuals, how you hate bisexual people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm glad that you're really professional here on this show, Lori, and that you like are just full on just drinking from your soda and everything like that right here. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, okay. So first of all, let's talk about rumors and tea and speculation from our own lives. <laughs> you know, so Lori, Jamila isn't going to join us? We'll have Jamila that- join us when we talk about black people. But right now, what? That's oh, ridiculous. listen, look at this. Oh, we have to bring her during the bi conference. Jamila, are you able to join the, com- the conversation? Yes. Okay, You're so so right we'll now. bring Jamila in in a bit, right? Okay. Um, we'll bring her from the back of the bus to the front of the bus in a little bit right here. But I know she's here. I don't know. Okay. Dear God, I, I really don't want to be a part of this now. <laughs> be a part of what? What are you talking about? You're making me uncomfortable with all your weird I said jokes. a good thing. I said I'm bringing her from the back to the front. Yeah, that's just, it, it's exhausting. Look, I'm just letting you know, Laura. Right now. You know, I make a bunch of Mexican jokes about how, like, you know, Mexicans are so superior to white people, and how Mexicans are the best race ever. You know, I do all those kind of jokes about myself. I've never heard you do a single joke <laughs> like that. <laughs> not even a little bit. Yeah, you know what I do. In have fact, here? if anything, I think you you've said let's not to make fun of white people. They write my checks. <laughs> so. 
Okay. Oh no, Jamila's on the train. Jamila, when you get home, then we'll we'll bring you on. Okay. I think she made a comment that that you were saying bus, and she's saying no, I'm on the train. But I don't know. If Jamila's, if you're available now. I'd rather talk to Jamila than you. You know no. what's so funny? I didn't even think about this. This is the rumor mill where we talk about tea and speculation. And I'm literally <laughs> sipping from a cup of tea right now. But uh, as hot you know. Take, hot yeah, take. Yeah. Literally a hot take. It's a hot cup of tea. Now, Lori, let me tell you something. We have a lot to talk about uh, in terms of our lives. Um, we, we have a choice. We can talk about my breaking up with Aiden. Or we can talk about uh, your parents getting divorced. <laughs> Jamila said, Lori, if you want to be the caboose, I'm all aboard. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Jamila, you should have. Oh, my God. You, Jamila should have never said that. Oh, my God. Uh, Sorry, I can't. What, what is your response to that? Um, I want you to answer a real question to me. I want you to answer a real did, question. Did. There we go. That's I want to ask you a real question. Have you ever masturbated to the thought of Jamila? No. No. I don't masturbate toward, to the thought of real people. Who, wait, wait, wait. Who do you... No, okay, that's wrong. <laughs> that's a weird thing to say. I masturbate to furries. Uh, uh-huh. No, I am... Um, no, I, 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 I... Like, I'll read stories online or I'll, like... You know, like... But I don't like... I don't like connecting sexual thought to people that I interact with in real life. It just, it, it makes me, it makes me uncomfortable. Look now, if maybe I like met, like, let's say if I happened to come across a porn where I felt like a woman closely resembled Jamila, Sure. Oh, very good idea, yeah. But no. Not Jamila herself. No. Alright. Okay. But did it but did it make you wet that Jamila said that you could be the caboose? Oh, I did that too, Jamila. She said I used to masturbate to the basic instinct trailer. Yeah, I used to do that too. Oh, did you really? Yeah. But why do the trailer not the actual movie? I wasn't allowed to see the movie. Mila, this is for you. Uh-oh. Come to my window. All right, let's hear about Aiden. Do you imagine it, the problem is if Jamila came to your window and crawled inside? Because you live in a white neighborhood, they'd call the police. I do not live in a white neighborhood. I've been to your Mexican. neighborhood. What are you talking about? It's Mexicans and like Vietnamese people. So, no, it's not a white neighborhood. I mean, don't get me wrong, they still call the cops, but it's not a white neighborhood. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Um, yeah, everyone, you Is know. It? <laughs> I'm actually not going to talk about this on my other shows, believe it or not. But, uh, yeah, I uh, broke up with Aiden today. Um and I'm sure Lori will yell at me. You know, Lori actually, and Lori, you can attest to this. I was talking to Lori about it today, and uh, she was trying to say something nice to me, and I cut her off. You did. You're like, I don't want a compliment. Which, <laughs> yeah. to be fair, I wasn't going to give you one. Yeah, so that's a little, true. 
little uh, uh, egotistical on your part, but um, mm-hmm. I it was a very much a, 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 a you can't fire me, I quit scenario. Yeah, right? no, I agree that you were going for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. well, I'll tell the story. I'll tell the, look, look, Lori. Here's the one thing that you you can always trust Joba Tance with this is Joba Tance does not hold back. His life is laid bare for the world to judge, for the world to see, for the le- for the world to marvel at in like a spectacle, not in a good way, like in more like a car wreck kind of way. So like as, you can't look away. Yeah, exactly. You can't look so okay. disturbing you can't okay. look away. But you know, uh, about a week ago, everyone should know, you know, I seem very calm and collected here, but <laughs> But on no, not in, really. Yeah. <laughs> but in real life, I'm a crazy person. Okay. And- okay. <laughs> All right. So let me get this straight. Let's yeah. break this down. Yeah, sure. Let's start from the beginning. Yeah. You think that right now you're yeah. presenting yourself as yeah. a calm, collected and okay. Yes. Yeah. I just want to know that's the baseline that you think uh-huh. you're starting from. That's where okay? I think I'm starting. Right. I think everyone listening goes like, wow, that Joe Batanz, he sure has his life together spending his money on movie posters and uh, and uh, dating 19-year-olds. It's, it's, a, it's a great life he's leading. I'm going to pause this for a second because Luke Stamen just wrote, I lost my virginity to a guy that literally came through my window when I was 14. And nothing has ever creeped me out more than what Luke just said. Isn't it weird Did that with he... anybody else, though, anybody else, we would be like, oh, my God. But with Luke, I feel sorry for the guy that climbed through the window. No, I, I legit don't think. I, I Luke, uh, like, be honest. Did you know this person before he climbed through your window? Was it just like a, a random happenstance of like, I'm climbing through this window and I'm having sex with a dude. And then mm-hmm. you just happen to be into it. Yeah. Or what was the what was the scenario? Laurie, there? don't you know he's part of the exclusive. T- can we talk about this later on the exclusive tier? Because I we need to get to this show. No one knows who Luke Stamen is. It's a whole thing, right? We'll we'll discuss this later. But Luke, <laughs> think about that question. All right. I think people know about Luke Stamen. <laughs> they should. Anyways, so uh, you're you're a crippling man child, mm-hmm. and uh, what, yeah. what continue? Yeah, so uh, I had a little bit of a crazy, I don't want to get too into it because it'd be the whole show, but I had a little bit of a crazy, jealous Latina moment, you know? Did you notice I said that? No, oh, we got to get into it. I don't care if this is the whole show. Okay. We got to get into it. It's a pretty crazy story. Okay. So, first off, I would also like to point out that you just said, I lay my story to bear. Yeah. I leave nothing mm-hmm. unturned. Well, and I don't want to get it. I don't get into it mostly because i'm I'm afraid of boring people it's not right here because i'm embarrassed about it Uh i mean i'm embarrassed about it but it's not that i don't want to tell it so what here's what happened i went to sleep last week and when i woke up in the middle of the night which by the way for me as an old person is like 12 30 or 1 um i uh i was i was i was i said said, you know what i wonder what my boyfriend's doing right and he had told me he's gonna be hanging out with his friend rosie okay so I, uh, I got to close the chat room. Can I get you distracted? So, um, so I wake up and I go, Hey, what are you doing? What's going on? And then he texts back, you know, I'm with Rosie. So of course I go and to confirm this because I'm a crazy, jealous Latin woman, I, uh, went on and looked at where his location because we can see each other's locations. And uh-huh. um, I was like, that's not where Rosie lives, right? 
So okay. I said, uh, that's not where Rosie lives. And he goes, mm, yeah, she does. You have a bad memory. <laughs> right? And I go, now this is where this is this is the part where it gets really crazy. If you already thought it was crazy. And you said, Oh yeah, I guess you're right. All right, well, love you. Bye. Mm-mm. That's what that's what happened. No, right? no, no, Laurie. No, I did not. I was like, send me a picture of you with Rosie holding up four fingers. <laughs> no, wait. There's it's even crazier. Because uh-huh. what what was the time limit you gave? Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. He had five minutes to do it. <laughs> now, did you care that... Well, how would you like it if Aiden said that to you? And you I wouldn't would have care. to then go to somebody and be like, hey, so my boyfriend's a cray-cray person, <laughs> uh, and he needs me to take a picture with you with four fingers uh, uh-huh. to prove that I'm not actually at somebody else's house. Well, I, I want, not to cut to the chase, but I want everyone to know that I immediately felt shame and regret, as I should have. I did something wrong. I do not deny that, Laurie. I do not uh-huh. deny that I did something wrong. You're, you're trying to frame it as if I think this is a correct and logical thing to do. No, I recognize that I am a crazy joke. Look, it runs in my blood. I'll tell you that. One, I am a Mexican person. Two, I am gay. Three, we have other Latin people. George admits that he's a crazy Latin girl. And like, I know a lot of Latinas. We are all jealous. We're a jealous race of people, Lori. Okay? We are a jealous, fiery, angry race of people. people? Yes. A jealous race. A jealous, angry, fiery, dramatic race of people. Okay? Okay. Us Latinx people. Okay? So, um, so then he sends back the picture within the five-minute time with, with the fold and the four fingers up. Right? And I immediately let me tell you this i immediately felt shame i felt embarrassment i felt regret i felt all the feelings i should have had before i sent that thing i felt immediately and i immediately apologized almost to the point where i was prostate you know as you could be on a text message saying how wrong i am apologizing promising to get you know therapy and help and professional help and like literally everything you can say apologetic to the t right Uh uh-huh now here's the part where i think you and i will diverge is because this is actually what sets the stage for what i think ultimately is my breaking up with him Okay. Okay. Which is, I sent those things, and he doesn't respond. Okay. Okay. And doesn't respond that night. Doesn't respond in the morning. Now I happen to know. Okay, I happen to know, because he's my boyfriend, that he's working the next morning at eleven. So I'm literally giving up until the moment he works. To respond in some way to these text messages. Even if it was, listen, we need to talk later or something. No, there's nothing. It's just radio silence. Okay. Now, let me go through the facts first, and then I'll tell you my thoughts. Okay. Okay. So, at 11, when I know he's at when I know, okay, time's up. He's at work. I say something to the effect of, like, well, I think it's unfair for you to leave me hanging like this. Um... And I think I don't know if I told him then that he's gonna break up with me. I think I did, but um, uh, suddenly like okay, basically we need to talk, okay? Yeah. And then the he does write me an angry text message like I'm at work, I can't talk. So right, okay. Then 
I go about my day, but there's still no response to any. Oh, he said, let's talk after I get off work at this certain time. So I call him at the time that he gets off work, doesn't answer, nothing. Like, literally, Lori's just almost avoiding me, right? Uh-huh. And I've said that this is making me very anxious. I'm so sorry. I'm still in the apology phase here. Like, I'm so sorry. So I think even at 11, I think I apologize again. I don't think I'm a bit mad at that point. So I had a very busy day. And I don't know. I told this story on other podcasts. I got home at 6 p.m. And this does not usually happen. But I got home at 6 p.m., Lori. And by 6.30 p.m., maybe because it was an emotionally trying day, I was asleep. I knocked out at 6.30 p.m., okay? Yeah, you told me that uh, that was the day that you were like, I, I was literally out cold. Yeah, out right? cold. Yeah, actually, I was uh, on another show, Lori and I were talking about how I can't sleep through the night. I slept through the night, that one, because I woke up at like 1 or one thirty. I would say, which had been like seven hours, you know? And I was like, holy shit, I, like... I just was like, oh, I can't believe it's 1.30 in the morning. And I look, and there are a couple of text messages from Aiden. It says, well, the first one is at like 7. And he says, can I talk to you tomorrow? And then there's one like two or three hours later. And he's like, okay, I guess not. Good night. I love you. Right? So I text him. And I say, listen, I fell asleep. Yada, yada, yada. No response. Nothing. Just nothing. Right? Mm-hmm. So now I'm at this point, I'm like, oh, he's, he's breaking up with me. I mean, this is, I think he's breaking up with me. And at some yeah. point, I don't remember now, and I've deleted our text messages, so I can't go back for receipts. I do say, I think, I think you're breaking up with me, right? And he text messages me on Monday, but late, like at 7 p.m. or something like that, right? Uh-huh. And he says, I'm not breaking up with you. He's like, but can we not talk for a, t- a couple of days, right? And by that point, I'm so in my head. That I say, actually, can we make it a week? And I, not, and I wasn't doing it to be a dick. I was doing it because, like, I think I need a week to really process this. All yeah. Right? So we go the week. Now, I will say by Thursday, I just text him, like, in the morning. I wake up and I said, hey, I just want to let you know that I love you. This isn't trying. I'm not trying to talk to you. I just, just want to tell you I love you. Right? So this was in the week of you guys agreeing not to talk to each other. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. And so I send him a text message. Nothing. Zero. Uh-huh. Like 14 uh-huh. hours later, I get one that says, love you too. That's all it says, right? Uh-huh. Then on Saturday, uh, Aiden always sends these really silly emojis that make no sense. One of them, the most common one being a lobster with a microphone. Not a lobster, a, a scorpion with a microphone, I think. So I, as a joke, I sent him a scorpion with a microphone. Nothing. No response for like hours. And then he likes it. Okay, like I'm saying like, when I say hours, guys, I don't mean two. I mean like 16. Okay. And then yesterday, I just said to him, I go, listen, I don't know what your decision's going to be. I go, but uh, I, go, I just want you to know, no matter what happens, I love you. And um, yeah, right? Uh-huh. I, but this one, this time it was a test. I was like, if he, I, I said, like, I go, I said, I'm anxious. That's always good. Yeah, I go. I think it's always good to test people in, the rela- in a mm-hmm. relationship. So then I go. Because to myself, I'm thinking, can I say, I'm really anxious that I'm really anxious you're going to do something to me. I'm really anxious this is going to happen. Okay. And I go, I love you, but I'm really anxious. And I just want you to know that I love you either way. Nothing. No response. Okay. Nothing. Zero response, actually. Mm-hmm. So when I wake up the next day, I think about it and I realize that this feeling that I'm having, Lori, this feeling that I'm processing, and see, this is the part where it might get boring is because people won't know that for the past 
year I've been talking about certain things concerning me and Aiden. And and I realize I think I lack the courage to break up with him. You know? And I just wanted him to do it. If you don't remember this, Lori, but in the early days of our dating, I would uh I would tell people like, look, now this is when it was early on in the whole thing. And I was like, uh, look, I don't think this is going to last um, just because of the age difference and all that stuff. And I said, my goal through this whole thing, my goal was I wanted this. I wanted there to be a soft landing. I wanted it to be that he got to make the choice to end it, that he ended it on his terms, that... um, that it was all him and that he would leave with positive thoughts about me. Okay. But why, why was that your goal in the, why wouldn't it be to have a successful relationship? Because at the time I didn't think I could have one with a, with a, with someone so much younger than I was. Now, by the way, the relationship evolved and it changed and it became something more than it was then. This is over a year ago. This is when it first started. I thought it was just like a summer dumb thing, kind of, you know, a summer fling, those summer nights, you know? Yeah, and, and because well, you guys had broken up before, but then no, not before back. that, not before that. But yeah, so anyway, uh, I I was just very like, you know, I want him to, I want him to end this on his terms, and I'll let it play out <sighs> until he does. Okay, now okay. again, in the meantime. That changed, you know, things changed and I became attached and I became so I'm not the same person I was then and my opinions changed. But what I remember today, I remembered that and I remembered that I was very concerned with what how he was going to feel about me coming out of it. And what I've realized now is like, I don't care as much. And that's not a bad thing. I was just like, you know, because here's my take. I know you and I will have a different take. Is I think to okay. I know you're. Not, are you a religious person, Lori? Were you raised with religion? Uh, I is it's tough. My I was raised with religion in the fact that like anytime my parents wanted to get upset with me, they'd say you're not being very Catholic, and I was like, well, I haven't been to church in five years. So. Yeah. Okay. So there is. This has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but there is a a story in the Bible where Jesus is talking to the apostles, and he tells them, you know, if you were going to fast. Okay, uh, don't make a big show about fasting. Okay, because if you yeah. make a big show about fasting, well, then you got your reward. You got paid. You got paid with the attention you're seeking, and you don't get the reward in heaven. You got it on earth. And the same thing is if you donate money to the church, don't make a big show about donating the money to the church, because then when you do, you got your reward on earth. I mean, thank you, but you got your you got paid for your reward on earth with the praise and everything that you're getting. Do things quietly. Do things, you know. Be modest, and you'll get your reward in heaven, okay? The way this relates to this is, it's almost like the flip side, is if, you know, there's also a Jewish saying that if you apologize to somebody, now I think technically it's three times, but I'm not going to get into technicality, but if you apologize to someone and they don't accept the apology, then the sin is on them. And what I'm saying is I immediately apologized, when this, when I was wrong, immediately, and mm-hmm. fell on my knees, right, begging for forgiveness, 
And I'm not yeah. saying he owed it to me. I don't, I'm not saying he owed it to me to forgive me. I'm not saying he owed it to me to forgive me. He could have broken up with me right then. But I think to go radio silent and let me to know. And by the way, this is not because we were dating. He knew my anxieties. He knew where this is coming from. He knew this was an issue. For him to let me sit in this anxiety, okay, to know I know Joe feels like shit. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to stick it in him because I know the more I don't respond, the more anxious he's going to get. Okay? And I'm Mm -hmm. just going to not respond. And that, I think, is cruel. Now, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve that vengeance, but then the vengeance was paid. That means my penance was paid in my book. You know, I did this mean thing for two seconds. He he dragged me through anxiety for over a week, Lori, for a five-minute mistake that I made. Well, it's like the Muslims say, mm-hmm. if you love one of your brothers, then let him know so. So, you know. Anybody else have any other religious stuff? Please throw it out there. We got Jewish. We got yeah. Catholic. We mm-hmm. got Muslim. And they all walked into a bar. <laughs> okay. Well... I don't know. Do you want to? Are you are you done? Finished? Do I'm have done. The, I'm done. Okay. So here's a couple of things. One, if the I don't think that necessarily the relationship was the healthiest for either of you. Mm-hmm. So I'm not disagreeing with the with the decision to break up. But I think that you know <clears throat> his side of the story. You are speculating entirely his side of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, also, you know, he yes, you you did something, but. Think of what you did. You acted in an extremely jealous, overly jealous and crazy way. And you almost demeaned him in a little bit, because, oh. a little bit because you made you were like, I want you to go take a photo of you with somebody to prove to me that you are with that person. So you kind of almost shamed him a little bit in doing something that he didn't want to do in the first place, which he did. But to in order to, to satisfy you now, whether or not you immediately forget, you know, apologize that's one that's a whole separate thing Mm -hmm. you know i feel like sometimes i feel like people tend to recognize feel like because they recognize their faults quicker that means that they're absolved of them and that's not the case Mm -hmm. just because you recognize that you just that something what something you did was wrong does not make it any less wrong it's you still what you still did was wrong Mm -hmm. um secondly he said he needed a week to not talk to you Mm -hmm. now Personally, in my opinion, yes, I think that maybe to continuously ignore you or not, maybe just not be clearer as time went on to be like, look, I, I, when I mean I need a week, I mean I need a week, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. but that's him. But, you know, he was saying he needed a week not mm-hmm. to talk to you. So you, the fact that you then start sending him text messages and doing all this stuff and then expecting him to respond back to you when he's already told you he needs a week to not talk to you, I think is a little um, presumptuous of the, and it's also, and then you also put it on him to say that now he's punishing you. So you reverse it on him and make him look like the bad guy when this all started because you were the one who was initially jealous. Mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, also I think we have a case of, a 19 year old not understanding how to communicate with a 40 year old and a 40 year old not understanding how to communicate with a 19 year old, mm-hmm. you know, or just in, or it could just be simple as two people not understanding how to communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. So I think you need to figure out, you truly need to figure out what you want out of a relationship. And also you need to start acting with trust in other people. I think this all comes stems from the fact that you just don't trust people. 
Yeah, no, no, you're right. Have no, your that, best that, wishes. That's a problem. That, but that's something. That's something that I've talked. This is this. This is an issue we've talked about in the past. Okay. And but what, what I'm is, saying, Joe, you know, is that just because it's an issue you've addressed doesn't make it all of a sudden okay that no, you have I'm that not, issue. I'm not saying that it's immediately okay that I have the issue. I mean, that's what the apology addressed. Is I was like, I will seek professional help. Now, by the way, he doesn't have to forgive me. Look, that he could have broken up with me right then. He would have been perfectly within his right. I just saying, now look, and by the way, there are people in the chat room who are like, he's 19 years old. What do you expect from a 19 year old? And they're right. And this is why I broke up with him. But see, I don't, I don't even think it's that simple because I feel like no matter what, you know, it's it's it, it, just because he's 19 now. Yeah, 19 does have, I think some of the other things you were talking about with him being 19 could also add to the frustration. Like, for example, when you were talking about how he acts when you try and talk to him about things that you're interested in. Oh, uh, well, we should do that impression. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were doing, this is the conversation Lori and I had on the phone. And Which I, was, I didn't believe, by the way, and I was like, that would, so I don't know how you stayed with him for as long as you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so one of the things Aiden used to complain about um with uh with me was like if let's say I went with a friend and I would say he would say oh what did you guys talk about and I said oh we both really love movies I'm a really kind of a movie snob and I said um and uh and he would go oh you never talked to me about movies and the reason was because anytime I did try and talk about things I was passionate about or cared about or was meant something to me we're gonna Lori already knows the rules of the game uh this is what would happen uh, so um, it's gonna be me and Laurie, we're, and we're playing ourselves. But this is what I'm. In a, but I will really be the Aiden, and Laurie's really being yeah. the Joe. Okay. Um, uh, hey, Laurie. Hey, Joe. How are you doing? Good. What'd you do today? I was watching Thirty Rock. It's my favorite show. I really oh, love that show. Thirty Rock's your favorite show. Why is it your favorite show? Well, I like it because I like the dynamic between the two, between Liz and and Alec Baldwin, between mm-hmm. Tina Fey and Alec Baldwin. Because originally, I don't know if you know this, but originally they were set up to be like a Republican and a, and a liberal, which is what they kind of were in the show. But it was more anchor where they were God like my news best, anchors, best, and so God they were actually supposed to be like news anchors reporting on the news, and then they were going to in their representation. Girl. And what's got actually kind of funny is that Alec Baldwin is actually kind of in talks to, to take his character from 30 Rock and the girl turn it with into the news anchor she'll that he's supposed to be in the beginning of the You don't even want to hear what I'm trying to say. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Guys, this is what it was like. Anytime I tried to talk about something that wasn't like, like um, Super Smash Brothers or like <laughs> something like that, I would, he, would sing, he, would, he would just cut me off and start singing. And then yeah. he would get mad that I was like, that I didn't talk to him about movies. Yeah, see, that would drive me crazy. So that yeah. kind of stuff I can see being the difference between the city. But this kind of stuff, I feel like it's just universal. Mm-hmm. You know, I so yeah, I think that, you know, I think that maybe you guys do need some time apart. You know, mm-hmm. maybe your relationship needs to kind of take a a pause and you need to see what happens or or maybe you guys just don't you're not you don't end up together you know it's just it's one of those things where who knows what the future holds but yeah i think that i think in the long run i think it was a good idea for you to break up with him yeah look look i miss him he was we did have a very special connection but it's one of these things where yeah i have some damage i have some issues and i need to date someone who's who's been around enough to go I know you have these issues. I have issues too. Let's work through them. I don't think he has the wherewithal to do that. And nor should he. I also, and as corny as it sounds, I also Mm -hmm. think you need to date yourself for a while. 
I've already done that enough. <laughs> no, I mean, like, you need to, like, take care of yourself and figure out what you want and what... Mm-hmm. Because, I th- honestly, Joe, I mean, I don't mean it as a... as I'm not trying to be mean, and Lord knows I have problems, too. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to say, like, oh, I know what, you know... I'm the pinnacle of what a stable, healthy person is. Mm-hmm. But I think there is a thing with, with drama and codependency that I feel like you really need to look at as far as your relationships are. And you need, maybe, you, like I said, maybe you need to date somebody who doesn't automatically make you go like, oh, this person I want to fuck. You know, maybe you just need to date somebody that you kind of just can talk to for a little bit, you know? So, but that really wasn't the. I mean, I think to say that, but me and Aiden really cheapened it. That really wasn't the origin of our story. That really wasn't what it was. But I mean, I know because of the age differences, what people are going to assume, and there's nothing that can say to change that. Well, I mean, you know, I don't know. Maybe then, maybe you need to find some, find that with somebody who is closer in age or closer in temperament to you. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily. It it could be the same age. You know, if you if you tend to go younger, fine. But it could. You just need to find somebody who's who's used to who's not as like because. You had an issue with him and not responding to your text messages, you know, way well past this this whole issue. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, well, that's why and that's why I feel he weaponized it. That that and that was the when he did that, I was like, okay, well then this is done. If he's gonna weaponize what he knows is my biggest anxiety, then we're done. Anyway, Lori. <laughs> yeah, we gotta take a break. We'll be back right after this. enough about joe laurie we are back from the break what do you have what do you, what's going on in your life are you what you, you wanted to talk about bi people and how you hate them and you don't believe in them and go ahead what were you gonna say again i forgot i just no i don't once again i feel like i have a lot of catching up to do yeah. i don't hate bi people my thing mm-hmm. is is i feel like with with people in the entertainment industry i feel like it's still seem seen as alluring or interesting if you're perceived as being bi but then a lot of times people aren't really bi or queer or anything but they'll just say that they are so that way they can get people to focus Mm -hmm. on them you know Mm -hmm. and i just i feel like a lot of times it frustrates me because i think it actually ends up hurting the gay community because it's like well just come out as saying you're bi Mm-hmm. just say fully that you're bi or just say that you're gay or say that you're, you know whatever mm-hmm. but instead they kind of do this like you know very vague thing that i feel like in the long run does nobody any favors so that's what now the sure. origins of the story had to do with a celebrity it had to do with tyler the creator right yeah. uh he's he's played around with this bisexual thing first he was saying that he and jaden smith were dating and that jaden smith had sent him some nudes then he had said on a radio interview that he has had boyfriends in the past and then he did something recently i don't you don't remember what it was but that's what Lori and i were talking about uh when um uh when this came up and then Lori said she hated bi people i don't hate bi people um so let me ask you this question Lori. um uh, one second i have to grab a napkin sorry one second uh, okay she has to grab a napkin for some reason um so okay um 
Anyway. Uh, we're waiting for Lori to grab a nap. She, why didn't she do that during the break, by the way? That's very Lori Rockingham to not do that during the break. Uh, my face started bleeding. That's why. Oh, why? I was picking at it. <laughs> Wait, why were you... <laughs> why were you picking... <laughs> why were you picking at it? I don't know. I pick at my face sometimes. I don't... I can't... If I could stop, I would. It's like a facial. It's like a tick. Uh-huh. All right. Now, okay, so that's your big statement on that. And then you were you were talking about somebody else. Remember we were ta- you were talking about TI. What, what did you want to tell us about TI? Oh, yeah. Well, cuz okay, so he I don't know the full full story, but he apparently got backlash cuz he made a comment Oops, a couple gosh. weeks ago saying yeah. that he took his daughter to the gynecologist to see if she was pregnant. Mhm. Or no, to see if she was a virgin. Mhm. And then I guess he was saying today that he was just like uh um. Ow. And then he was saying that he was like, uh, um. Sorry, I got distracted because Skirt Russell in the chat room said she wanted to nuzzle into my neck. Lori, you were. So, this is why I don't go in the chat room. Why are you so easily distracted by the chat room? I don't. When women are hitting on me, it's hard not to. Uh huh. Anyways, um. Anyway, so he he was saying that he was just joking. He went on a, a Jada Pinkett Smith's. Red Table Talk. Mm-hmm. Which, have you watched that? That show is cray cray. Is it? Uh, I yeah. know someone who's a producer on that show or something, but go ahead. It's good, but it's like, it's crazy. Okay. So that that's so. your whole big take on T.I.? Well, I guess he said that he was joking and oh. that people took it out of context, which doesn't even make sense. What what kind of joke is that? It's one of those hilarious jokes. You know, people are doing it in stand-ups. It's all over the... I mean, how many times... I mean, it's, it's hackied by this point. Yeah. You know? I saw Louis Katz <laughs> over at uh West Side Comedy Club. Is that what it's called? Sure. What's um, the, what, is it what's it called? What's the comedy room? What's that? West room Side called? Comedy Theater? Yeah. I saw Louis Katz do it there. Well, he has that catchphrase <laughs> where every every time he ends a joke he says, And then I took it to the doctor gynecologist to see if it it was still a virgin. That's how I imagine T.I. talks, too. <laughs> now, Lori, um, there's, there's no other things going on in your life. Because everyone should know what Lori thinks about what's going on in her life. If you like this banter, if you like the way we're talking, even though we're talking about nothing, uh, Lori and I, here is the exciting news, even though we're sitting in here on the rumor mill, Lori and I will be the co-host for RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars Season 5, and that's going to be really exciting. Also, if if you are a Patreon supporter, you may not know this, but also if you're not a Patreon supporter... In the month of December, we're going to have a very special tier called the 12 Days of Lori. Uh, information to come where it's going to be 12 days of Lori telling a different story from her life. And you can get that in the, in the 12 Days of Lori tier, along with some other very special surprises. So look, if you're on Patreon, uh, make sure and look for that uh, email to come out soon. But uh, it's a very Why special tier. Tease, tease that right now. Ask me, ask, me, give, ask me a question and I'll see if I can come up with a story from my childhood. Like, in other words, like almost like an improv game where I just name a, a thing or just like... Act- yeah. Okay. You know what? I'll try and make it easy. I'm going to give you a, a softball pitch. Okay? So, not, so I'm not going to say like, you know, uh, staple gun. I'm not going to say that. What I'm going to say is, um, did you ever have a teacher embarrass you in front of the class? No. I had one teacher who didn't like me. And I remember one time I was helping her with something after class and she was married to a football player who wasn't a very good football player. Mm-hmm. 
And I, I kept thinking his name was Brett Favre, but it wasn't Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, uh, but I, I remember one time I, I, I was obsessed at the time. Did, I don't know if you ever did this when you were a kid, but you put tape on your face to see Wait. if, if, uh, and then you peel it off to see to, cause like you could see skin cells. What? No, I've never done. What are you? Wait, 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 hold on. What are you talking about? You put tape on your face. It was like a, it was like a pore strip almost, where you okay. put tape on your face and then you peel it off and then you can see all the dead skin and and uh, um, <clears throat> excuse me, like blackheads that came off on the tape. Yeah, no, I've never done this. So, oh, okay. Well, I used to do that all the time. All right. And I would do it on my face all the time. And so I'd always have tape on my face. And sometimes I would like forget that I had tape on my face because I did so much. And so the one guy was like, oh, you got a lot of tape on your nose. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm leaving it there because the longer you left it there, the harder it would get. And then it would when you peel it off, it really pull off the blackheads, mm-hmm. which I didn't know, like at the time, um, if that was like I didn't know at the time what that really meant. I just knew that it felt funny when mm-hmm. you did that. Yeah. So I was doing that, and so I could hear them whispering, like, Lord, she's, is, she, is she autistic? <laughs> <laughs> is she on, like, a mental disorder? And then the teacher's like, no, 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 she's just a weird kid. Is this true? Is this a true story? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then, and then the, the teacher's like, no, no, she's just a really weird kid. She's nice, though. She's not even hurt. <laughs> and I was like, hurt you? Like, what would I do? And then I was like, I got to go. Because I was also like, bitch, I'm helping you for free out mm-hmm. after class. Yeah. And then um, the only time I can remember being really embarrassed was, uh, well, only at this moment. I'm mm-hmm. sure if I thought about it long enough. Uh-huh. But uh, when I was in, I want to say fourth grade mm-hmm. or yeah, or maybe sixth grade. I was like the first time I ever made an entire class laugh. Mm -hmm. And I was basically like, we would do this thing where you would, you would essentially like, like the last like five minutes of class, you would put stuff away. And I was so jazzed because like the whole, like I had nothing to put away so Mm -hmm. I could just sit there. Yeah. And so I was just like coloring and cause I had my, my crayons that I brought from home. So I was Mm -hmm. like, ah, as soon as I leave, I'm just going to throw them on my backpack. So I was like, I was basically just like, I got nothing to put away. Everybody has to do stuff. I can just sit here. And I look around and like, you know how when like it gets, it's like loud and then it gets really silent and you're like, what's everybody staring at? Everybody was staring at me. And I was like, Oh my God. And then, and then immediately they, everybody started laughing. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those things where I, looking back on it now wish i would have been like ha, 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 ha. but at the time freaked out fell to the floor started convulsing oh crying, really was like everybody hates me mm-hmm. like started tearing up like crying crying almost like threw up mm-hmm. um and my brother you know i have a twin and my brother mm-hmm. was just like i don't know that's just how she is <laughs> like, mm-hmm. he was just like she's she's like this and so then ever since then, like, I remember, like, a couple of weeks later, we did a play. Mm-hmm. And, like, one of the moms, like, laughed at me or something. And the teacher was like, don't laugh. Like, don't. <laughs> Lauren gets really upset. Well, is better. there a time that you can remember, though, when you actually wanted people laugh and you were really proud of making people laugh? Yes. When I was in high school, mm-hmm. we had a pregnant teacher named Mrs. Seguin. And mm-hmm. she was going to do a thing uh, for our choir. We had, mm-hmm. we said these choir shows like every three months and she was going to do yeah. a thing for choir. And I forgot the reason, I forgot what we were going to do, but mm-hmm. we, um, 
But I was like, you know what would be funny? And I just like, I don't know why I said it out loud, but I was like, you know what would be funny is if mm-hmm. we all had like water water bottles taped to our thighs and then at the right moment we just mm-hmm. all let our water bur- burst and pretend mm-hmm. like we were all giving birth. And then everybody laughed. But then in high school, it's really annoying because, you know, I had the, the thought of like, if I make somebody laugh with the thing I say the first time, I'll make them laugh uh, if I say it 20 more times. Yeah. So I just kept repeating it to the point where some one girl, this girl Kathy, was like, "It's not funny anymore." <laughs> <laughs> what was the joke? Do you remember? That was it. That was the joke oh, that I was oh, saying oh. that we should put water bottles oh. in between our thighs. <laughs> I pretend like we gave birth. We our water broke. So. Oh my god! All right. Well, Lori, you know everyone should know we were we were feeling. You know, Lori and I are going to be doing this. Um, uh, apart from the 12 Days of Lori coming up in the month of December, we're also going to be doing, like I said, RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 5. But, you know, the rumor mill people couldn't make it today. So uh, we were filling in. I think we've done our due diligence. We've given the people some rumors. We've given them some tea. We've given them some spe- – well, no speculation. But um, I have an idea for yeah. for a possible end-of-the-year show. But do you want me to tell you No, off tell me or? off the air. Tell me off the air. Okay. But uh, we're going to wrap this show up because i got to go record yet another show. But, guys, thank you guys so much for joining us for the Rumor Mill. This is the last Rumor Mill, actually, for 2019. So what? Yeah. So on behalf of Evan Ayers, on behalf of George Munoz, on behalf of Jamila Zara, on behalf of Jimmy Anti and Lori Roggenkamp and myself, have a happy Thanksgiving, have a Merry Christmas, a happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, happy New Year. And the Rumor Mill people will see you guys next year for as the Rumor Mill prepares for RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star Season 5. So for Lori Roggenkamp and myself. Assalamu alaikum. I'm using the Hello Uglies outro because it's me and Lori. Lori Roggenkamp hosts her own podcast, and they're all a part of the Bloody Podcast Network. You can follow Lori Roggenkamp on Instagram at PickleMyth. Joe Batanz is one of the hosts of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. You can find that show on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow Joe Batanz on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batanz. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. Hello Uglies is an Afterthought Media podcast.